Welcome to the Insights to Impact podcast series, a series of discussions detailing the insights that 2020 taught optometry and how those insights translate to actions that are having a positive impact on the profession. Insights to Impact is presented by Review of Optometric Business and sponsored by Care Credit. I'm Dr. Mark Wright, professional editor of Review of Optometric Business, and I'm here with Dr. Justin Manning, who's going to help us to create a winning patient experience. Dr. Manning, as the Executive Vice President of Professional Strategies at Healthy Eyes Advantage, what did you learn from the practices that continued to thrive throughout the pandemic? Thanks, Mark. It's a privilege to be here, and thanks for the opportunity just to chat about items I think are really critical for independent eye care practices. And when it comes to the pandemic, the practices that we saw continue to thrive and really be successful were ones that put an emphasis on the patient experience. Up front, when practices started shutting down back now more than a year ago, those were the ones that were communicating. They were proactive. They let the patients know this is where we are. This is how we are responding to the situation. And this is how we're still taking care of you, whether that's from a telehealth perspective, whether that was from a providing content information to help them navigate their own eye and ocular health challenges in the context of the pandemic, or providing them ways to gain access to the eyewear and the treatment plans that they need from an ongoing standpoint. I just happened to be uh, looking at a practice's Google review page the other day, and unfortunately, this practice had a one-star review back from March or, or April of last year, and it actually, the, the patient itself highlighted this particular issue. They made the comment, you know, I recognize things are tough, but there was no communication. I had an appointment uh, scheduled for when the practice was closed. I couldn't get a hold of anybody and I didn't know what what I was supposed to do with regards to my eye health. And so this not only from a practice standpoint led to success, but patients notice. Patients took notice of that that communication. Uh, and unfortunately, this particular practice had a had a negative outcome because of it. Pick up on that thought with uh, the the idea that the pandemic really taught practice owners how important it is to make patients feel safe and secure while delivering a positive, memorable experience. That patient experience is something we really want to drill into. Absolutely. Patients, as we know, eye health, quality of vision, and, and really maintaining vision is important to patients, whether or not they are expressly aware of it, but the, their, maintaining their vision is, is critical. So when it comes to the ways that they've interacted with a practice or the way they've accessed healthcare during the pandemic, or perhaps put off healthcare or put off the care that they needed, that communication piece really was critical in understanding how a practice is taking the steps necessary to maintain their eye health, to give them the treatment plans that they need to maintain their eye and vision health, but also protecting their overall health. And the steps and being proactive was really that critical piece from a patient experience standpoint. And 
the the whole idea of the whole steps of wearing masks and and the way that that changed the way we communicate really put or added an additional challenge to the patient experience but practices that were successful made found ways to communicate better be upfront about particular things that the patient needs to expect when they come into the office and, and again back to what we just discussed they were the ones that were successful one of the points you made in your article is that consistency is key along every touch point throughout the patient journey. I so agree with that. Let's talk a little bit about consistency. Consistency really is critical to the customer experience and the patient experience within a practice. And I want to just highlight real fast that we as doctors love to see our patients as patients, and that's our role as doctors. But the reality is, is that patients also think, operate, and make decisions as customers and as consumers. So when we sort of flip the script and see our patients as both patients and consumers, a patient consumer, we can really drill deeper into the needs that they, they have. Within the field of customer experience, we talk quite a bit about the customer journey, or in the case of our practices, the patient journey, meaning the patient is developing an experience, an impression with your practice long before the patient gets to the doctor. I've always said when I lecture on the customer experience, the doctor is not the most important person in the practice when it comes to the customer or patient experience. I don't make a lot of friends by saying that. And as the doctor, it uh, it pains me a little bit to admit that. But the reality is, is the patient's already developed a first impression before they even call or step foot in your practice that first impression is then solidified or reinforced when they interact with the individual at your front desk or when they walk through the door of your practice. So by the time they get to the doctor, the, the patient care, the diagnosis and treatment portion of their exam, they've already developed and, and really reinforced their first impression. And then as they check out, that whole process either reinforces their impression of the practice or leaves them with a different experience or a critical lasting impression of what they just experienced in the practice. So when we look at each of those touch points in the patient journey or the customer journey, we have to be consistent with the vision of the practice, with the level of experience, the level of care that we as practice owners want to deliver. We have to be consistent from every single person in the practice. And that starts at the practice's website or social media presence as a patient gains awareness of what's going on in the practice and, and the practice in general. And then each touch point from there on out, the front desk to schedule or to um, confirm or remind the patient of their appointment, the technicians as they're working the patient up, the doctor, the opticians, that whole patient journey has to deliver a seamless and consistent experience in line with what you want to deliver. There's been a lot of uh, articles in the business literature and even in our practice management literature talking about the difference between satisfied patients and loyal patients. We don't want just satisfied patients. We want loyal patients. And the patient experience is what really builds that loyalty. Talk about that a little bit for us. 
I think if we set out to meet the expectations of our patients, on one hand, that seems perfectly logical. Of course, why wouldn't we want to meet the expectations for our patients? In our economy, our experience economy, think about the companies that you do business with, whether on a local level or on a national level, those experiences that you have, those that you keep returning to, it's not just because that business met your expectations. The likelihood is at some point, somebody or multiple people in that business exceeded the expectations that you had for your experience. The same goes for our practices. We, we can't just meet expectations because any other business out there can meet a patient's expectations for their eye care and eyewear. We have to be thinking about how to exceed the patient experience. Again, think about the companies out there that nail the customer experience. Companies like Disney, companies like Southwest, companies like Zappos, they go well beyond meeting the expectation and they deliver uncompromised, an amazing experience each time. And that's what we have to do in our practice if we want to build and then really continue to build those loyal patients. You made a very important point in your article, which is that patient financing helps bridge the gap between what you prescribe and what patients actually receive. Expand on that a little bit for us. On one hand, as a doctor, our role is to diagnose and treat the patient. So the diagnosis is one component of our exam. The treatment is the second component. Obviously, we do a whole lot more than that. But if we just dilute it down to those two components, the treatment piece is really what we as doctors want to have happen. We want our patients to receive the care that we know they need, whether that's eyewear, whether that's medical care. The first thing though that the patient may think about beyond just, okay, this is my diagnosis, this is what I need to do. In our healthcare system, it's very easy to jump to, well, how am I gonna afford it? What? How much is this gonna cost me? And what do I need to do to prepare to receive that treatment? Having those conversations about patient finance. And really, I recommend do that way up front. Patients are likely to be self-conscious about whether or not they can afford the treatment plans that you're prescribing. If you can meet those needs, and again, this goes beyond the meeting, it's exceeding the expectation. It's answering the questions the patient may not even know they have long before that that patient realizes this is a question or this is a potential challenge, addressing and having those conversations around financing in a non-judgmental, really empowering way. These conversations focus on empowering the patient to take the steps necessary to receive the care that they ultimately need. And so educating the patients upfront with the financing options that they have goes back to creating and enhancing that incredible patient experience and ultimately empowers the patient to make the decision to receive the care that they need, creating great patient outcomes, addressing the needs that they have, treating the problems that they have, and ultimately benefiting the business in the long run. I think you just nailed that because it's so important. I've seen so many practices that wait until they present the treatment plan to the patient. The patient is now in the optical and they see what the uh, 
what the total bill is, and now there's this discussion of finance. Rather than waiting like that, instead putting it up front, as you suggest, gets gets it in the patient's mind. It gets the patient the ability to make a decision before they get to the optical of how they want to go, as opposed to all of a sudden I'm surprised by the price tag in, in, in the majority of patients, honestly, when they get surprised like that, will say no. But if they've had some time to think about it, by the time they get to the optical, they'll say yes, because they understand that they could indeed afford the care that the doctor is providing. Yeah, I think if the patient, I think that you're you're spot on with that. If the patient comes in with a problem, our job is to figure out the problem and facilitate their ability to treat that problem. And we consciously, psychologically will put up barriers to receiving, perhaps receiving that specific treatment plan or that that care. Price, especially when there's no conversation around value and no establishing of the value that a treatment plan has, price becomes the lowest common denominator as to where somebody will make or how somebody will make a decision. So when it comes to that communication, your job is to knock down those barriers between the problem that the patient comes in with and ultimately the great outcome that we want them to have. So having those conversations up front, the patient, again, is empowered to say, I know how I'm going to afford this. I know how I'm going to receive the care that I need. And it makes that purchasing, if that's the the, the ultimate end point, just that much easier. One of the things I've observed over my, my time in the profession is that a lot of doctors think about the patient in front of them and the visit in front of them. Instead of taking a longer view and thinking of continuity of care, thinking about uh, prescribing care for a year, uh, looking at the long view. And I think in, in terms of both financing and making sure that patients get the care they need, it's important for us to empower patients to receive continuity of care, even through hard times like the pandemic we just went through. Tell me a little bit more about that. I think as doctors, our vision for our patients should be them having the greatest outcomes from a vision care standpoint, from an eye health standpoint in the long run, not just the effects that say their work from home environment and their continued or in, or really worsening eye strain may have played or, or may have developed during the pandemic with the whole work from home and, and how things changed in that environment. Our goal should really be the bigger picture. And that's the long-term continued fantastic health outcomes, vision care outcomes. And when we provide the ways for our patients to continue to receive the care that they need, again, it feeds back into that great patient experience. It exceeds the expectations that a patient has for their eye care, for their their experience at their, at their optometrist's office. But again, it provides maintaining that fantastic outcome. And if we want to talk preventative care, it prevents the patients from dealing with more significant issues that may ultimately cost in a greater sense, bigger treatment plans, bigger cost expenditures to receive the care that they need because we perhaps didn't have the right conversations up front to treat the patient where they are now, but also with that same long-term mindset and that same long-term outcome and focus. Dr. Manning, thank you for sharing your insights with us and to our audience. Thank you for listening. 
This podcast and future podcasts in the Insights to Impact series will be available on demand on Review of Optometric Businesses podcast channel at reviewob.com. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this series, CareCredit.